This is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. We are very happy to have you along with us as we're getting deep into fall. And we are going to be doing some liquor this week. Dad, what are we doing? We are doing flavored whiskeys. This ought to be fun. Yeah, what's your flavored whiskey and your pairings this week, Dad? Okay, so my whiskey is King's Distillery flavored chocolate whiskey. And my sides are waffles with maple syrup. I have a mole pollo. That is chocolate chicken. And I have chocolate cake. Oh, that'll be really good. And for me, I'm doing the Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. And as my pairings, I have some beef teriyaki. I have some chocolate fudge. And a caramel-covered Rice Krispie Treat. All right. should be a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, before we jump into this, Dad, we've got to talk about the blind from last week. So it was a beer, so you were the one that blinded it. Oh, my goodness. What do you remember? I remember that... I tasted it and tasted it and smelled it and finally decided that it's a Kosh. So what was it, Josh? Well, it's kind of funny because I was blinded on this beer two weeks or three weeks ago and I thought it was the exact same thing. I thought it was a Kolsch and it was actually a Mother's Oktoberfest. Really? Yeah, the Mother's Oktoberfest. I think it's kind of funny that we... Both came up with that it was a cult, you know. <laughs> I thought that was kind of weird. The unfortunate thing is we are tasting the same thing, and it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But it was, still, it was still interesting that we both came to the same conclusion. That is correct. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into this, and we'll start with all right, so we're going to start with my whiskey, which is the Screwball Peanut Butter Flavored Whiskey. So my pairings are, I have some beef teriyaki, I have chocolate fudge, and then a caramel-covered Rice Krispie Treat. There is no order to this because it's kind of all over the place. They're all chocolate. Uh, no, no, Dad. No, no, they're not. <laughs> well, there's rice over there. There's... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's beef. <laughs> yeah. So so we can go ahead and get started. You know the funny thing, Josh, is I went to uh Colonial Liquor and Spirits and I'm saying I need some chocolate flavored whiskey. She goes, Oh, we got this screwball. <laughs> uh, that's not chocolate, first of all. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, so screwball is made here in America. Uh, it's made here in America. It's actually from out in California. And it started because there were people kept raving about a cocktail that was being made that had to do with peanut butter and whiskey. And it just kind of came came across from people and they they really, really wanted it. And our founders, the founders of this were fascinated by the by the idea of bringing the simple peanut butter and whiskey together. And they wanted to have it and keep it and just keep it food friendly. And, you know, the name Screwball, you know, kind of comes from that crazy, goofy kind of idea of how we use the word for somebody who is a screwball. So they've kind of just taken that and run with it. Okay. So what are you smelling and tasting on uh, it? First off, I'm looking at the color. And it's a beautiful amber gold color, and you can get a beautiful reflection. Uh, your yours is in an old Manhattan glass, old old fashioned. Uh, yours is in an old fashioned glass, and uh, that beautiful glass. And I haven't really smelled it yet. Let me smell it. Oh, yes. So I'm getting. That's like. Um, it's like a peanut butter cup. It's like Reese's. It's oh I'm yeah, gonna, it's pretty. I'm gonna love this. It's pretty outrageous the way it. So it smells. It has that kind of buttery, peanutty kind of smell. You know, it reminds me of like a peanut butter jelly belly. 
Okay. Like it kind of has that reminiscence of peanut butter, but it's not like eating a spoonful of peanut butter. You still no, have some no, kind of right, earthy right. undertones to it. It honestly rem- also reminds me of popcorn. Now, why popcorn? I don't know. It's so have you ever, you know, popcorn balls that are made oh, around? Oh, those are typically caramel. It's either car- So a lot of times you have caramel or you'll have marshmallow mm-hmm. that will use them. I've actually had them where it's like peanut butter and marshmallow. Okay. That go together with to make a popcorn ball, and that's what it reminds me of, just by itself. It has oh, that okay. rich, earthy kind of peanut peanutiness, and right, but also some high level sweetness to it. So I tasted it, and I get the same thing on the taste. I get that Reese's cup. It's very, very smooth, uh, very viscous, creamy. I guess those are really opposite, viscous and creamy, but yeah. it's hard to say that. Well, it's like it's, it's like it's it's like creamy it, peanut butter. Yeah, it. Well, it's like you said, it's not really like a spoonful of peanut butter, but it is like a half a Reese's cup. Yeah. Or let's see, like you said, I I'd have. Why didn't you do that popcorn? You're talking about it, and I want to know if. How that would go with it. I didn't have time to make one. Okay. All right. All right. So the food we have, one is just, I think two things are going to work really well. One is just a question mark because I was very curious how it would go with something more savory, but still have some of that still has that sweet element. And that is the, the beef teriyaki. I'm going to start there. What do you think? Oh, I mean, that's fine. You know, the other two are like dessert. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't matter. I mean, we're 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 drinking a whiskey that celebrates screwballs and black sheep's and the oddballs. So you can do whatever order you want. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So did you make that teriyaki? No, I bought it. No, it's very savory. It's very sweet. Proper sweetness. And no, it's sweet. <laughs> okay. You know, usually I say, this is sweet, and Josh teriyaki. goes, no, that's a, a perceived sweetness. So I'm trying to cover my base. Well, no, teriyaki is, is sweet. usually a little sweet. But it's a balance of sweet and umami and earthiness. So that whiskey's sweet. Can I say that? Sure. Okay, so that's like, I think we got to like like just with that. We can stop right now. So it to me what it does is it brings out the the nuttiness, like the roasted peanuttiness of the whiskey itself and actually makes the whiskey be a little bit more um harsh as mm-hmm. an actual mm-hmm. whiskey. You know, this is only seventy proof. So we're looking thirty five percent alcohol. So I think it you know, it's it's not bad. It's not great. <laughs> By any means. Uh, as a pairing, you mean? Yeah. Okay. I mean, what do you think? No, I think it's a good pairing, but why? I hadn't tried the other two. It can't be best on plate because I hadn't tried the other two. Well, why do could, you... Th- it could be best on plate. Why do you think it's a good pairing? Tell us why. Okay, I, I like? like... Okay, Will has been on the show now two times. Yes. And Will talks about texture. Okay. So, this rice and the teriyaki has some really good texture going on. And that texture with the whiskey is is really good. Um, it's not, you know, the, the whiskey doesn't have a texture. Well, you talked about how it, but, if it, has, it has like a creamy viscous. Yeah, well, I was going to say that. You know, the the creaminess and this texture really go together. They're not like-like. They're not contrast. But they have, you know, they those pieces fit together like they were made together. Okay. Like they were made for it. Okay, cool. And the whiskey, did the, did the flavors of the whiskey kind of change as you ate it? I'm going to have to eat some more. I would say no. But I know that sweetness and the sweetness of the whiskey. I don't know that the Reese's cup 
would disappear because it's really, it's like, you know, when we say a wine is fruit forward, this is Reese's Cup forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it definitely has that peanut butter. It's always going to have that peanut butter leading, leading the way. Now, flavored whiskeys, or not just flavored whiskeys, but flavored liquors have been around for a for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. You know, back from when people would just take fruit and put it into just a grain spirit. Mm-hmm. And to kind of get those natural flavors going. And some of those, you know, were redistilled and sweetened, and that's how we got liqueurs. Mm-hmm. But I would say kind of our modern idea of Flavored liquors probably didn't really come about until the 60s and the 70s. I would think when like Maduri and sort of those, those sorts of flavored and flavored vodkas with the, with the invention of the gas spectrometer, being able to break down the, those compounds and chemically at chemically create those flavors and add them into everything. Now, most of the time I would say, the base is vodka. I mean, there are probably literally hundreds of different flavors of vodka. And it goes really well with, into vodka because vodka is very neutral. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Pinnacle has a whole line of of flavored vodkas. I know well, I was at a bar in, in Virginia, I mm-hmm. think, one time. And they had a uh, an iced tea. Pinnacle had an iced tea flavored vodka. Oh, okay. So it's just like, it's just all over the place. And, you know, it kind of really started, like I said, with the invention of the gas spectrometer and being able to chemically, to being able to break down those compounds that we have in flavors and then go in and add them back into something else. So are you trying to say that this whiskey is really vodka based? No. Okay, I was making sure because it sounded like that's what you were saying. Why would I say that a whiskey is vodka based? I just what I was saying. I was double checking. What I was saying is that most of the flavored flavored liquors that we find in today's market are vodka based. These two are outliers because they are based in whiskey. Okay, I went to the rice. This is like Rice Krispie. Yeah, so it's a Rice Krispie treat covered in caramel with, uh, I think, drizzled with dark chocolate. So, it really, again, we got this texture thing going. But it really fills my mouth with the caramel and the te- and the chocolate that's overriding that Rice Krispie. I'm getting, <laughs> I hope I don't pull a, pull a, uh, filling out of my tooth because that's really sticky mm-hmm. but i gotta try the whiskey with it <laughs> make sure maybe make sure i don't pull that filling <laughs> but yeah that rice krispie treat it mostly just tastes like caramel okay mostly just tastes like the caramel after you eat it okay i agree with you but here's what happened i got a mouthful of that caramel rice krispie treat and then I go to the whiskey, and I'm going, where'd Reese's go? So when you say Reese's, you take chocolate and peanut butter in the whiskey? I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that I'm hearing you correctly. Well, you talked about it's not a spoonful of chocolate, but I'm saying it's Reese's, which is chocolate with the, with the, with the peanut butter. Yeah. I'm getting bold. It's like. As soon as I smelled it, it's like, that's a Reese's Cup. <laughs> I mean, that's what happened. Yeah. My nose said liquid Reese's Cup. Okay. Well, that's what I just wanted to. So you said the Reese's went away with the caramel. Yeah, because the, treat, but what, the, what showed up? Well, because the caramel. So it wasn't a sweetness thing taken over. You know, we talked about how. You know, the sweetness of the drink and the sweetness of the of the bite, one can take over the other because of which one's the most sweet. That did not really happen. What really happened to me was because that 
Rice Krispie Treat with the caramel and a little bit of swizzle of chocolate was so overpowering in my mouth. Yeah. That when I took the drink, I wasn't drinking water. Okay, don't get me wrong. I was still drinking whiskey. But it that flavor of the rice or the flavor of the Reese's cup became so secondary that it was almost gone. So it almost just tasted like a whiskey. Yes. Okay. Now it wasn't a bourbon. I don't know what it was. It wasn't a scotch. <laughs> so this would be a great one to blind somebody on. I don't know. I mean, it tastes like peanut butter. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I think that would, I guess that would be, I guess that'd be a giveaway. Now, I'm looking at the bottle and it says screwball peanut butter whiskey. Yes. So. So they actually use peanuts in the distilling process. Okay. Or peanut butter. They got a sheep on there. Do you know that story? The black sheep. The screwballs. Okay. Oh, okay. Black sheep. Yeah. <laughs> so the the founder, the founder is a the founding team is a married couple. Um, the husband of the couple is from Vietnam. Oh, okay. And you know, a lot of people. If you grew up outside the United States, you have never had peanut butter before. Right. So that was where kind of the novelty and you know the the weird flavor kind of come in and he really liked it so much. And then they did the drink with it in their, in a restaurant. Then it was so popular. They went into figuring out how to distill a peanut, peanut butter whiskey. So if you have friends that have peanut allergies, do not let them have this. Also check to make sure their allergen level to make sure that you can even, have it around them because depending on different people's allergen levels depends on whether they can even be in the same room as something with people. Oh, that's right. Because, you know, sometimes on an airplane, they don't pass out. Well, well, that's why they stopped passing out peanuts. They don't pass out peanuts anymore at all. You're lucky to get anything. But yeah, they would stop the peanuts because some one person out of the 130 or the 200 has the peanut allergy and they can't have that in the plane. Yeah, because it's a for thank, some people it's an aerosol. Thank mm-hmm. goodness I don't have that problem. Yeah. So have you? Tr- I have you tried it? I so I did the same as you. Yes, I agree with you. This the caramel flavor kind of takes over and you just get kind of a little bit of a whiskey flavor um, left, but that peanut is still really there and prominent. Just some of the earthiness of it for me has gone away. It really just kind of tastes like a whiskey that has roasted a roasted peanut dropped in it. Okay. Okay. Now, what was your, can you think back to some of your first experiences with flavored liquors? Gosh, Josh, that doesn't go very far back. I'm, I'm really trying to figure that out. I should have been prepared for that question. I mean, in college or... You know, peppermint smops and stuff like that was we did that in college, but nothing like nothing as like the green, from, like the green Maduri, no. like a apple apple liqueur or anything like nothing that. as refined as that, and that's not refined. Nothing <laughs> especially as refined as these two. Well, I didn't, I wouldn't expect it because it was very different in the you know sixties and seventies. Oh, can you remember that far back? No, I cannot. <laughs> From what I have been told, it was a very different time in alcohol. Oh. So have you had the fudge with it yet, Ted? I took a bite of the fudge, but I hadn't tried the whiskey with it. Have you? Uh, I've had the fudge. I had the whiskey. I don't want to. You don't want to have me think the same thing? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to cover your that is... your thoughts. It's really okay. good fudge. Jordan, make it. No, the Rice Krispie Treat and the fudge are from Kilwins. She could have made that. Mm-hmm. Well, she told me that. She just doesn't have time. Well, I when I decided that I was going to do fudge with it, we didn't have time to make it. Hmm. So that fudge is 
very good. It's milk chocolate fudge, so it's not mm-hmm. super bitter. I almost got their sea salt caramel fudge, mm. which I absolutely love. But I just want to do chocolate because of Reese. Yeah. Okay. What you so, got? Uh, chocolate fudge and Reese's are not the same. No. So it's not a same thing or like like, but and it's not. It's definitely not a contrast. So the fudge and the chocolate Reese's go together very well. It's so funny. Okay, it's just a reminder for everybody: this is not a this is not a chocolate peanut butter whiskey. <laughs> it is just what Dad is getting, and he keeps calling it Reese's whiskey, and it's not. It's peanut butter whiskey. <laughs> and I understand the confusion, but I just want to remind everybody that this is peanut butter whiskey. It is not chocolate peanut butter whiskey. Somehow, I'm, maybe it's because I took a taste of my chocolate whiskey before I took a taste of this. <laughs> I mean, it possibly because uh, I don't. I don't get the whole chocolate piece that you're that you describe. Okay, on it, I get very earthy, roasty as, peanuts. As I said more than once, what happened was I smelled it. Oh, I know, and that's what I'm saying. And what did I smell? You said you smelled Reese's, Reese's. cup. So, but the reason I picked this pairing was because chocolate and peanut butter are matches made in heaven that's why you know the Reese's Corporation makes billions of dollars on that combination right I think it goes really well together that peanut butteriness holds through but the thing about the fudge is the fudge has that texture that just really coats your mouth and stays there so even though the peanut butter is so strong you still get a lot of those kind of light subtle milk chocolatey notes Mm, okay I just can't help it. You know, it, there's no chocolate in there, but I get the smell. I got the smell right off. Yeah. And here's what happens, listeners. And I know this from my electrical engineering experience. Here's what happened. And I'm going back to my electrical engineering. If they put a new transformer behind your house, it hums. I mean, you got this electrical noise. It hums. Once you hear it, and you tell the utility company that's too loud, and they go, well, okay, and they put baffling around it. The baffling should have made that sound go away or go down much less. But your ear was tuned to it, so your ear still hears it. You're going, it's still too, it's still too loud. That's what happens with your nose. My nose smelled chocolate Reese's mm-hmm. cup. I'm still, t- and then my nose said when I tasted it, because your nose is like what eighty ninety percent of taste. Yep. Because my nose smelled it, I taste it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I can't get away. <laughs> That's I, okay. I can't get rid of it. It takes tra- it takes training. I'm yeah. I don't have that training, so. I need to, I don't know, what do I need to drink? Let me try some water. water. It's not going to go away, though. The other thing you could try is, I know we we have tortillas with your stuff. You could eat a piece of tortilla because it's kind of a neutral flavor. Right. To help kind of clear out your palate a little bit. Right. Exactly. I'm running out. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good stuff. It's surprisingly good. It is extremely popular. Yeah. Screwball is extremely, extremely popular. Well, what was the price point? Um, I think it's mid-20s. Oh, my goodness. No wonder it's popular. I That's believe for a seven fifty. Yes. Oh, man. Mid-20s. I'll have to sneak over and sneak by and get some of that. Well, it's going to be in pretty much every liquor store. You can probably go through the closest one with a drive-thru and get a fifth of it. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said... When I asked for the chocolate, the girl says, we got screwball. <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah. So did you ask for specifically a chocolate whiskey or just chocolate? I, I asked specifically for a ballotine. Ballotine. That is, when I did my research online, that's what comes up as a chocolate whiskey. Oh, okay. B-A-L-L-O-T-I-N. 
And so I asked for it specifically, and they go, we never heard of that. <laughs> of course, I'm walking in there at 8.30. 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. 8.30 in the morning, everybody. <laughs> well, I'd had, an, I'd had an appointment at uh, 8. Well, and I know you, want, you wanted to get it early so you could try it and figure out your pairings. Exactly. That's what we do. Well, is there anything it's, else? It's really tough work. It is. Um, is there anything else you want to know about Screwball? or Do you know what the base liquor is? I mean, it could it's it be? It's whiskey. Yeah, but Tennessee whiskey, <laughs> does it, Scotch whiskey, no. Irish whiskey, no. It's made in California. Okay. So I'm assuming it's just whiskey. American whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can't be Tennessee whiskey unless it's charcoal filtered. Right, Tennessee. And it has to be made in Tennessee. Right. Yeah. So I think it's, it's just, just whiskey. But it's a beautiful color, like mm-hmm. I said. Yeah. Well, I guess what, we're going to have to switch over because I'm empty. Yeah. I think it'll be good. So remind everybody what your um, what your whiskey is and what your pairings are. My whiskey is Kings County Distilling Chocolate flavored whiskey. It's a 40 ABV. Now, what was the price point on it? So it had two stickers on it. One said forty nine ninety nine, and then the new price was thirty something ninety nine. So with the taxes and everything, it came up to like forty. And then I had the two dollars and fifty cents in my account. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so it is New York City's oldest whiskey distilling. Can you believe that? I know. And they come in like medicine, old, uh, like just square medicine style bottles. Mm-hmm. Probably how they made it through prohibition is they made medicine. Well, I think so. I don't, I don't know that for sure, but they, they make, you know, bourbon, peated bourbon, empire rye. And other creative whiskeys, what the website says. And so they have different flavors. This chocolate is one of the flavors. And they make a moonshine. Yep. And so the base of this drink is their moonshine. Okay. Now, as far as what they do, is they chocolate whiskey infused with their moonshine with ground cocoa bean husk. Okay. From a... Local chocolatefer. <laughs> so, yeah, it's Rika. It's very dark. When you look at the look at the bottle, it's almost black. Okay, so it's a really dark chocolate color. Now on the nose, I got a really good whiff of chocolate, but very bitter dark chocolate. Yes, yes, very very bitter chocolate. Yes, yes, which is not bad. No, it's not bad, but it's what it's what it is. Like yeah. don't 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 put your nose in this expecting some Godiva no, chocolate liqueur. Absolutely not. And and you're not gonna bone your nose hairs because it's only forty. Forty ABV. Forty's pretty high, Dad. Well it's not fifty. Yeah, but neither is bourbon. Bourbon Bur- sits at forty percent. Okay, okay. <laughs> well Angel at least. What's Angel Envy? It's like 42. Oh, it's more than that. But anyway. Not by much. Not by much. But anyway, you get that smell. You get the bitter chocolate. Yeah. And my pairings, I kind of jumped to the chase here. My pairings is a waffle with maple syrup. And then I have the chocolate chicken, the mole pollo. And then I have a chocolate cake. So you so, so went I got with this like chocolate, chocolate theme. Yeah, I got this full. Well, the waffle doesn't have chocolate on it. Now, True. we've had chocolate chip waffles before. And I thought about it, but I already had waffles in the freezer. And I wanted to try the maple syrup on it for a couple of reasons. I think that'll go well. And we'll talk about next week, and I'll explain what I'm thinking about drink-wise next week, but it'll relate to why I'm trying the maple syrup. Well, 
Hello. Have you tasted it? Oh, yeah. It is. It is bitter. Yeah. It is extremely bitter. It's definitely moon. It's definitely moonshine based. I don't know if they. Well, moonshine isn't bitter necessarily. Yeah, but moonshine's hot. But this is not hot. It's not hot because you have the, you have the the calming effect of the bittering. Mm-hmm. But it still presents as, like, you can still I can still feel the alcohol in the back of my throat. On it. Like it's it's hot. It's coming across hot as a hot forty percent. Okay. I mean there's I have to try I have to try more of it, but I'd have to say it's a perceived hot because of the bitter <laughs> it is because not, of the bitter. It is not perceived hot, Dad. This is a hot forty percent. Okay. This like it's still He keeps saying hot forty percent. So he he categorized that by saying hot parenthetical. 40%. Well, yeah, because I've had 40% alcohol that aren't as hot. hot. Yeah, and I've had hotter stuff that isn't, that isn't, or higher in alcohol stuff that doesn't present as this hot. Like, to me, like 40, really. Yeah, we've had like 43 or something that wasn't this hot. Yeah. I mean, this really perceives a much higher in alcohol. Okay. To me. Do you like it? I don't know yet. I've only taken one sip of it. Okay. So. I'm trying the waffle, and I have to agree with you on the, how bitter it is, okay? Which, you know, for me, is something that I don't care for. I'm also getting a weird, like, green bell pepper, mm. or pyrazines, I think is actually the, the correct chemical term. I'm getting some of this, like, pyrazine like, green, it's like, it's got a greeny, a green quality to it. Now, you said they infused the cocoa what? With the husk. The husk. Uh-huh. Okay, so... So the husk, that's where I think the bitterings come from. Well, uh, yes, very much so. So the husk of the cocoa nib yeah. is the outside part, which after roasting is removed when they make chocolate. chocolate. Interesting. So somebody on this website says... Rich with a nice mix of sweet and savory flavor. Yeah, I'm not finding that. Are sweetness. you finding sweet? <laughs> I am not finding sweet. Or savory? I'm finding <laughs> savory all over the place. Yeah. And then somebody else says, exceptionally exquisite. I didn't know I needed chocolate whiskey until I sampled some during a tour. Yeah, I wonder how much they got paid for that. <sighs> I don't know. They didn't get paid. People, you know. Yeah. And they have six six different flavored whiskeys and this is just i don't think this was meant to be drunk alone well no so what do they say how do they say to on their website to drink it i didn't i i don't think that's on their website i didn't look that up sorry i was you know next week next week so you bought this in for next week specifically yeah when we'll talk about that so did you get um like saltiness or anything? Yeah, it's just for me. It's there. I'm just getting an overwhelming green bitteriness of it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. And I'm trying. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to add some sweetness by like with the stuff that I'm eating. Oh yeah, the maple. So I'm 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 currently doing it with the waffle, with the waffle, and I'm but I'm getting a lot of syrup. Hmm. Yeah, I really want to do that for the... I already tasted it, okay? I cheated. That's fine. And I... Okay. So when you smell it, I get the chocolate. You can't smell bitter that I'm aware of. But when I did taste it, I got the same thing you got. I didn't get it to parazine because I don't... I never get that. But I got that bitter. It's very high on that bitter scale. Yeah, and with something paired with something sweet, it starts to bring that down a little bit, which is nice. So I thought I brought it down a lot. Well, you and I take bitterness very different. Oh, well, yeah, because I like <clears throat> IPAs and you don't. So that price points much, well, much higher. Yours was 23 Something like that. And then mine was like 38 Okay. 
So that's a really big difference. And I would, I would, you know, when they said, here's our chocolate and they showed the, me the bottle, it's like, really? That's all you got? So I was a little disappointed there. Well, I'm sure there's chocolate vodka you could have gotten. Oh, I'm sure, but I didn't, I didn't want to do vodka. So I don't know Kings County, but it's in the, you know, the New York area. It's, um, this mole is really good. That where'd you get it? Uh, I got it at, uh, uh, Casa, Casa, Casa Mignano. Yeah. Mignano. Yeah. So mole, mole is such an interesting sauce, you know, well, it has chocolate in it and also has a bunch of dried chili peppers in it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it'll also have some nuts in it. Mm -hmm. And that, plus the chocolate as well, gives it this very earthy, very, you know, from the land kind of flavor, that dried, smoky kind of flavor. So on the, the, you know, this, this bottle, of course, you know, when you think of, you know, white lightning, definitely corn. So that's the base is the white lightning. And then they must have put a lot of that, those husks in there to get that. Really the soak it. Yeah. To get that really, really, really dark color that we're looking at. And, and the listener, when you see the, the picture, you understand what we're saying. You know, we got maple syrup over here in a little, little teacup kind of thing. And then this is so much darker. <laughs> I mean, it looks like, like good hot chocolate. Like that rich, that richness. Or espresso. Well, yeah, I'm just trying to stay in the chocolate family. That okay. rich, that really rich color that you get with good chocolate, melted chocolate. It's really good. Okay, so I want you to eat the mole, and then I'm going to ask you something because this is reminding me of something that I've had before. Okay, really? Well, I you need to try the whiskey after you eat, eat the mole. <laughs> I've already done that. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, have you ever had Mexican hot chocolate? Oh, yeah. That's what this pairing reminds me of. You have that heat Mm -hmm. that's coming through, plus the earthiness, plus that super bitteriness from from this whiskey. I didn't think of that. That would have been a good pairing, wouldn't it? You get those. That's what the mole really brings to this, is it brings that balance, that that earthy bottom balance. Okay. Where this whiskey to me is super out of balance. This is a super base note. Yeah. Both of them together. It's like third chord down. <laughs> I mean, that note you really like to play on your bass clarinet. There's reverberates. No, my contrabass. Oh, and your contrabass. My contrabass clarinet. You know, that's that F that's way down there. That is- <clears throat> vibrates through you oh yeah yeah vibrating my feet and the the uh director's about to come off his stage (laughs) (laughs) off his podium but yeah so the maple syrup and the and the waffle made that sweetness gave me the sweetness that counteracted that bitter of course it couldn't counteract all of it no it just couldn't but maybe it cut that bittering in half yeah Maybe. So, on a bitter scale, I, you know, what's the bittering scale? Um, IBUs. IB <laughs> yeah, IBUs. So, I, you know, this is like I'd be very hundred more, a hundred or more IBU. It has to be. I'd be very interested to know what the IBUs are. Maybe I'd send them a question. <laughs> but yeah, it is really bitter, and, and I. I guess I expected that. I know I'm going to be honest. I did. No, I did not. I did not expect it I, to be this bad. I expected a really heavy chocolate smell, which I did get, but a really heavy chocolate taste. Yeah, like if it was going to, so I was expecting. Without the bitter. I was expecting to bite into like an 80, 85% cacao chocolate bar. Right. But I still have some. Still have a little bit of sweetness. Like yeah. this to me would I would expect is what it's like eating a hundred percent cacao. Chocolate. I don't think I've ever had that and I don't know that I've seen it. 
but yeah. Like, I, I, I'm definitely missing sweetness in this wine. That's why I'm hoping the cake is going to go really well. Because the cake's going to bring all that extra sweetness. Mm-hmm. And hopefully counteract. And the chocolate. Counteract some of that bitterness. Specifically just the sweetness. We'll go for it. I will. Just taking my time. So, I guess the, you know, this, the Kings County bourbon whiskey. Is is one of their flavors. Now a three point two is not really that good of a score, but I think there's probably as good. It's just you don't think of, well, you don't think of bourbon being in Arkansas, and you sure don't think of bourbon being in New York, New York. Yeah, but it could be anywhere as long as they follow the rules. In the U.S. In the U.S. Right. Well, they got a peated bourbon. <laughs> it's like really, how do. <laughs> And they got a scotch. <laughs> so it's like, you know, these got the, they have the bases covered. Let's put it that way. I looked and looked and looked and I didn't see where they, uh, they really, really started. Brooklyn. Well, they did. I'm saying what time. And it says in, in 2012, the distillery moved into Paymaster Building in the historic Brooklyn Navy Yard. So I don't know when they started before that, but yeah, building is beautiful. I mean, it's that typical, um, that red brick that you really love. Yeah. But yeah, Brooklyn. So the the cake did it. <clears throat> the cake did it. Yeah. So the cake brought that extra overly sweetness that to me, this whiskey needed to find some sort of balance. Okay. It still presents as alcoholic. Yeah. It still presents as hot, being corn whiskey. Right. But the the sweetness of the cake, not even the chocolateiness, chocolateiness of the chocolate cake, mm-hmm. but just specifically the sweetness, bring is enough to balance down this uh, beverage. Well, I'm gonna have to. I just took a swig and it's still really bitter. Oh, it's still really bitter. Still bitter, but it actually brings it into some sort of balance. Where the mole took it to a bottom balance, this brings it up to more of a top balance. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> with the with the drink in your mouth. Okay, let's do this. With the cake, you got the cake in your mouth, and then you do the then you do the drink. That bittering just overlays the sweetness of the cake. It just overlays it where it's still bitter. Now let's flip it over. Let's take the drink and let's take the chocolate cake. And the chocolate cake overlays it to maybe cut that bittering in half or more. I think the mole cut it in half. So I think the the cake, maybe three quarters. Well, does it definitely a, more than the mole? Well, does it in a different way? Oh, yeah, because it's, it's so much sweeter. The cake is so much sweeter than the mole. Right. Mole's not intended to be sweet. No, not at all. It's it's intended to be savory, spicy, chocolatey. Earthy. Earthy, but not necessarily sweet. You know, I love it, the mole. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to tell us about yours before we head to Best on Plate? Well, I, I think that probably does it. I mean, it now it's in my it's in my liquor cabinet. I'm I don't know what to do with it, but well, I know what we're going to do next week. Yeah. So let's go ahead and start start with best on, on my plate. What was your favorite bite and sip from my plate? Gosh, that's a tough one. So I, what? <laughs> I can say, do you want me to go first? Or you? Yeah, why don't you go first? So to me, it was the fudge. Okay. The fudge really played into the perfection of chocolate and peanut butter together. I really, really liked how those two worked and were very harmonious together. They still were very individual, but they still worked well together. For me, that was good. For me, the the rice with the... The Rice Krispie Treat covered in caramel? The Rice Krispie Treat caramel really did it for me. Yeah. And I think, you know, I talk about the texture of the rice, but the texture of the Rice Krispie with that chocolate caramel... Really did it for me. Okay. 
What about on your plate? What was the best bite in on your plate? That's still another tough one. Well, not um, for me. It was the cake. Oh, okay. For me, it was the mole. Because, I mean, all three of them were really... Th- those weren't bad pairings. Uh-oh, I saw you cheat. I didn't cheat and do anything. You keep talking about what oh, you're talking about. Okay. Uh, all three of my pairings had a different thing about it with that whiskey. Yeah. The, the maple syrup did it from the standpoint of it wasn't chocolate, <clears throat> yeah. but it was sweet. The mole was chocolate, but not sweet. We described that. And the chicken, and then the chocolate cake. I can see where you're coming from on the chocolate cake, but I really like the mole sauce and that whiskey. From the standpoint of the mole was not sweet, but it gave me a different chocolatey taste to go with this really bitter because that mole had a little bit of bite from the, from the spiciness of it. Yeah. And so, and that chicken with it. And that chicken gave it a texture. So that was my best thing. Okay. For me, it was the cake. Yeah. The cake to me... <clears throat> So while the mole, the mole did contain and control the whiskey a little bit, it was really, it was still very, very bitter. Mm-hmm. But to me, the cake is what actually gave this some true balance yeah. into what I think in a way in which the distillers who made it could see the beverage being used. Yeah, I th- I think I may send them a note and say, how should I pair this? Just tell them where card tastings and how should we best pair it. Okay, <laughs> even sure. Though we already, Do it. Even though we already did. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it's time. I think we head to the blind. So, Dad, get a blind poured up and we'll, All right. we'll taste through it. Here we go. All right, Dad has a blind poured up for me. It is a crystal clear uh, liquor. No coloring, no nothing to it. It smells very fresh. Smells light. Not a whole lot of stuff jumping through me. There are, it feels like there are some botanicals that are coming through. But nothing one way or the other. Um, it's very viscous on the palate. It is a, I mean, it tastes like an island. It tastes like coconut. It tastes like coconut cream. It's very sweet on the kind of flavoring of it, but very much coconut. Yeah, some like light banana notes, but definitely the driving, I would say the driving force uh, when it comes to flavoring of this is coconut. So I'm going to say that this is a coconut rum. Yeah, I know. Record what, time. Was that a record? <laughs> was that 11 seconds? It was a little bit longer than that. But <laughs> what I, is I that? mean, that's what it tastes. It just tastes, it's very straightforward. Like it doesn't. You need to call a friend or anything? No. I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I, are you trying to tell me that I'm wrong? <laughs> I didn't tell you nothing. <laughs> but uh, no, I really, uh, it just, it tastes like, it tastes like coconut rum. Did you get a meatball? A meatball? You know, did I throw you a meatball? I mean, you may have you may have thrown or me. Or did a, I throw you a screwball? I don't think you, <laughs> if you threw me a screwball, this is a very good screwball because it just tastes like good white rum with sweet coconut in it. All right, listeners. So you're going to have to come back not next week, but the week after to find out whether I'm right or wrong because next week we're going to be doing something special that we have never done before. Uh, we are doing Halloween cocktails because the episode will come out the Thursday before Halloween, so hopefully we can give you some good ideas for any Halloween parties that are coming up, or even if it's just what to drink while you're sitting out there doing your trick-or-treating. That's right. So, Dad, what are you going to be doing? Well, I want the listeners to realize that these two whiskeys are the basis of our cocktail. That is correct. That was the, that was the whole reason behind That's doing right. a flavored liquor episode, because we wanted to go ahead and use something Talk about the whiskeys first and then use them in a cocktail straight away. So I need to do some 
oh man, you know, this research is always rough. I'm going to have to do some research and mix up two different drinks and decide which one will be my cocktail. Neither one of them say use a chocolate whiskey, but I'm going to, I'm going to infuse that into this, these cocktails. So the first choice is called Nightmare on Bourbon Street. Ooh. So obviously that uses bourbon, but this is not bourbon. The other one is called Haunted Graveyard Cocktail. So between those two, I will pick one and be ready next time. All right. It well, sounds like fun. Yeah. Sounds like lots of fun. So the one that I'm going to make is uh, what I'm planning on making is called a Misfit Bonfire. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, and kind of the way they've got it displayed, I'm going to see if I can do something cool with the uh, with the presentation of it because it's, that's kind of what this one's about. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that presentation piece. So, no, you're not going to build a bonfire in our house. No. I Are we going to be outside? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if the weather keeps cooling off like it is, we might be able to do something like that. But so come back next week and find it and have some great cocktails with us. So this was a fun. Fun episode, wasn't it, Dad? I enjoyed it. You know, I I know you, the bittering you did not enjoy. It was. And in fact, the bittering was pretty much over the top for me, too. Yeah. You know, but. You but know, like, but you like get, we talked about, I don't think that's meant to be drunk by itself. No, no. But we'll see. Yeah. So, we did. <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I think we had great parents. Both of us did. Of course. Well, thanks for coming along on this journey with us. Remember, we're out there on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We, you can feel free to send us an email, acquiredtastings at gmail.com. Reach out to us on any of our social media platforms as well. Give us that like, subscribe, follow on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a couple stars and some ratings that help us get, get noticed by people who may not uh, see us when they're sta- looking out there for some cool new podcasts. And also just tell your friends about us. That's the yeah. best. That is the best form of marketing out there is for you to recommend us to your friend. Exactly. And so thanks for coming along this journey. And once again, I'm Josh Mills. And I'm John Mills. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. And goodbye.